As a modern man, wrote Wyoming Catholic College senior Aidan Wood, the paths to happiness are seemingly endless and endlessly confusing. However, there is one simple path that guarantees man's mission, the path of discipline. This is the After Dinner Scholar from Wyoming Catholic College, and I'm your host, Dr. Jim Tonkowicz. We all know the feeling. While trying to lose weight, you pass the donuts someone put in the break room. Well, just one won't hurt. I missed going to the gym today, as some wag put it. That's the third year in the row. Breeding Thomas Aquinas is a great idea, but I'm tired at the end of the day, and TV's an easier option. The alarm goes off, and, well, there's the snooze button. And Lent is coming. Oh, dear. Aidan Wood wrote his thesis and presented his senior oration on the topic of discipline. The oration title he chose is Dumb But Disciplined, Why You Should Wake Up to Your Alarm. I began by asking Aidan why he chose this topic. I grew up in a household that both my parents, I would say, were <laughs> very good instillers of, of having strong principles in your life and creating structure in your life so that you can just get like simple jobs done. Every morning we would um, go to mass and my mom would drop me off and say, all right, Aiden, run home. So there's a lot of strict, let's say discipline in my life and it helped me see why discipline is really important and it just got me excited about it and it's something I try to live out. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. Now, what do you mean by discipline? Yeah, so I define discipline as the foregoing of short-term desires for the sake of, of long-term, long-term goals. Jordan Peterson writes that you have to channel yourself before you can broaden outwards. And discipline is essentially channeling yourself to better accomplish goals in the future. It's kind of like when you build muscle, you put an individual muscle under concentrated periods of stress so that the varying muscle fibers break down so that they grow back stronger. Mm-hmm. And I think discipline, from what I can see, is kind of putting your whole self like that muscle under, under tension, under stress, so that you can grow and expand. So. In your thesis and oration, you talk mm-hmm. about three kinds of discipline. Yeah. Martial, mental, and self-discipline. Mm-hmm. Let's begin with martial discipline. What does that mean? Um, yeah, so traditionally understood martial discipline is discipline imposed on an individual for the sake of, say, state or a political or outside end. And in my speech, I talk a lot about this, this soldier, Xenophon, who originally began his life as a student of Socrates and later left that intellectual life for the sake of, of the active life. And he writes about martial discipline in his, in his work, The Anabasis. He essentially sees it as imposing kind of strict physical order on, on men so that they can accomplish, say, like a military end, like victory in battle. And then for moderns, it's kind of taking that principle of strict uh, physical or martial discipline, but to apply it to any sort of physical excellence in your own life, be it like swimming or working out or even taking cold showers. So these kind of practices that lead to betterness in your life. So he was talking about basic training. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, yeah. very much so, yeah. like, like boot camp, yeah. What part does that kind of soldierly discipline play mm-hmm. in a life well-lived? 
I think this soldierly discipline is, it's fundamentally taking, um, in males, it's taking that aggressive energy that we all have and channeling it towards an outside end. And I think just for the really practical everyday life, it's, it's waking up to your alarm early in the morning. It's doing practices like cold showers. Um, it's training your body through exercise. And I think it's just those small daily habits um, that over time compound and lead to just a better quality of life. Eating correctly. Yeah, yeah. eating correctly, taking care of your body. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. All right, then you go on to talk about mental discipline. What is that and how do we develop it? Yeah, absolutely. So mental discipline is essentially the training of the mind. And it normally happens through adhering to a strict intellectual practice. Um, so at, at WCC here, I would say there's a lot of uh, opportunities for mental discipline through the intellectual life. Um, it's, I think, um, syllogistic thought training your mind to think very logically helps you attain this kind of mental, mental discipline. And mental discipline, it also leaks into our physical life too. I think physical training and training your body helps build your mind, but also I think to a higher degree studying, studying things that are outside of our comfort zone um, help basically build like mental calluses in your mind, just as like digging in your dirt builds calluses on your hands. Studying pursuits outside of your comfort zone kind of builds those mental calluses. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, it makes me also think of um, muscle memory. Mm -hmm. You know, the old saying about how you never, once you learn to ride a bike, you yep. never forget. Yeah. You know, once you learn to ski, yep. you probably yeah. never mm -hmm. forget either because your muscles just know what to do. And mm -hmm. mentally, is there kind of a corollary to that? Be, at a very basic level, when you push yourself in an intellectual pursuit over and over again, you start to build that muscle memory in your mind. Like you're strengthening the muscle that is your brain to more readily persevere in the arduous um, task of, of getting through a really hard, say like Thomistic reading or something. And I think building perseverance in your studies over time allows you to just work harder for longer. Yeah, and it's totally like muscle memory. Like um, in my in my oration, I talk about how I've been playing violin since I was four years old. Wow! Basically, practicing an hour a day up until minimum up until I was nineteen years old when I left for college, and my teachers would make me drill the most like <laughs> boring scales and exercises before I could play the magnificent concerto because I had to build a muscle memory mm -hmm. of the really basic skills before I could do something a lot harder. So I think, yeah, that those skills, it's exactly like muscle memory in yeah. a lot of ways. So. Well, you you build neural, neural pathways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your brain actually changes when yes. you do this over and over yeah. again, yeah. which is fascinating. Now, does that include prayer life? How does prayer life yeah. fit in? I think for a disciplined man, prayer life is so essential. I think we're, we're mind, body, and spirit. And I think physical discipline, martial discipline, that hits our, that's our, it's our body our minds, right, mental, martial, uh, mental, intellectual discipline, and then our spirit, um, I would say that's just as important, if not the most important. I think waking up and actually establishing, like, I'm going to pray right after, I get, right after I get out of bed, or, like, building very structured prayer in our, 
and our lives is so helpful. I think a lot of people approach the prayer life like, oh, like, I don't really have to be disciplined. I just, whenever I feel like it, but right, motivation comes and goes. Discipline is a constant, constant force. Mm -hmm. And being disciplined in our prayer life is so essential to just grow closer to to Jesus through that daily repetitions. Yeah. I had a friend who said that St. Benedict needs a rule, you need a rule. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. We're not better than St. Benedict, so. <laughs> now that's one thing uh, when, you're, when you've got a teacher teaching you violin, mm -hmm. when you're yes. out in the back country, when mm -hmm. you uh, had darn well better <laughs> developmental disciplines yeah. of reading and so on at absolutely. Wyoming Catholic College. Mm -hmm. but then you talk about self-discipline. Yes, sir, yeah. Um, is that a separate category mm -hmm. or is it the perfection of the merit um, martial? It's a, yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a self category it's its own category that arises from the combination of training both in martial discipline and mental discipline. I talked about in my oration how self-discipline comes about through the constant habituation of both martial and and intellectual discipline. Um, and and self-discipline is kind of that uniting of our minds and our bodies and our will. So the self-disciplined man um, wakes up not because someone had to force him to wake up, but because he sees uh, the goods that result in waking up early as truly desirable. So, right, in, in martial discipline, if I have a coach, he's forcing me to work out or forced me to to like practice the drills over and over again. In self-discipline, like I'm my own coach in a sense, if that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's difficult. It's, it's very hard and you need to train. That's why we need to train both our bodies and minds because we're not naturally strong in those areas. So it takes, it takes training, takes habit. Thomas writes, St. Thomas writes that man has a natural aptitude for virtue, but the perfection of virtue must be acquired by man by means of some kind of training. So we can't just immediately acquire virtue in some abstract way. You actually have to like do that nitty gritty work in order to acquire self-discipline. So, now I thought it was interesting that you not only talked about our reason, mm -hmm. but our emotions contributing to all this. Yes. How, how does that happen? Gosh, that's, that's a great question. I love this, this topic because I think a lot of people seem that the truly disciplined man is some stoic kind of machine who's very hard to relate to emotionally. But I would argue that the truly disciplined man is actually most in tune with emotions for he fully understands how his emotions affect his decisions and can channel emotions to better accomplish um, the task at hand. This Navy SEAL commander who perhaps many of y'all have heard about, Jocko Willink, talks about default aggression. And this is essentially channeling our emotions when our logic fails us. So I think in the acquisition of goals, a lot of times we tend to rationalize our way out of our decisions. Like, oh, I want to run a marathon. Say you actually wake up early and you're like, this is really hard. Uh, maybe this isn't actually for me. And it's not emotional weakness. It's you, your brain tricking you saying, oh, I didn't actually want this goal. That's when you have to summon up the kind of passion in the emotion that once drove you to say, like, I'm going to keep on pushing hard through this no matter what. Jocko Willink, he says, he says, fight weak emotions with the power of logic, fight the weakness of logic with the power of emotion. So it's this kind of yin-yang balance. 
Well, now, in your conclusion mm -hmm. uh, to your thesis, you said, over the last century, society has quelled the animal inside of man's soul, mm -hmm. creating a man who is domestic rather than dangerous, mm -hmm. a man whose apathy is greater than his ability to attack life. Mm -hmm. Explain that a little, and, and how does discipline figure into the solution to that problem? So there's this quote that, this is adapted from another text, but it's <laughs> paraphrased, part times create strong men, Strong men create good times, good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times. So there's a cycle, and I think we're in the midst of the cycle where good times are creating weak men. There's this kind of apathy where we're not actually challenged on a daily basis as much as we used to, especially as men. Everything around us is telling us to take the easier, more comfortable path. There's not, there's not challenges. Like 100 years ago or 200 years ago, if you're in America, like you have to provide for your family by maybe growing your own food or you're like cutting down trees in the forest. Like you already had, you already had to be physically disciplined. You already had to be smart to, to keep your family alive. You already had to be self-disciplined. Now there's not that outside pressure. There's no longer that desire to attack life. And I think it's very important. I talk about um, society has quelled the animal side of man's soul. I think in order to regain a life of discipline, you have to, you have to find that kind of animal inside of you to better accomplish the goals at hand. And, and like I talk about with emotions, the truly disciplined man understands kind of that beast inside of him and understands how to channel it. Once you can channel that beast to accomplish your goals, it's a really powerful force to be reckoned with, which I think is, yeah, it's an awesome thing, so. Once our Wyoming Catholic college students are seniors, they've developed a good deal of martial discipline through their experiences in the backcountry and the Wyoming winters. They've developed a good deal of mental discipline without which no one can get very far in our challenging curriculum. And the experience of our graduates leads us to believe that they've developed self-discipline as a result. As I've said before, listening to our senior orations indicates the value of a Wyoming Catholic college education and indicates that we are educating people well. This would not be possible except for the generous support of our benefactors. If you believe in the mission of the college, let me encourage you to consider making a gift to the college today. You can do that at our website, wyomingcatholic.edu. That's wyomingcatholic.edu. And thank you in advance for your support. For Wyoming Catholic College, this is Dr. Jim Tonkowicz.